G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Always good to get an update on the political agenda that might be ahead of us in the week to come. And great to be able to welcome back from the Australian Christian Lobby, the Victorian State Director, Dan Flynn. Hello, Dan. Welcome along to 2020. Neil, great to be back. How are you going? I'm really well, thank you, Dan. Hey, uh, a big week ahead so far as politics go, but let's reflect on a few things that came out of the weekend because there was a significant uh, convention on in Queensland, the LNP, at their convention in Queensland in anticipation of a state election that will be due either later this year or earlier next year. Uh, what were the biggest issues that you were aware of that came out of that particular convention? Oh, look, there were a number of issues that came out of that, I think, reflecting uh, very conservative party membership. Look, I think the most significant thing that came out of that, Neil, was um, uh, an appearance by Sarah Molosevic and her husband Peter and uh, they lost their unborn baby uh, in a car accident where the drive was affected by drink and drugs. Um, basically that baby didn't survive the crash and uh, they have called on the LNP uh, to introduce laws that would give an unborn baby the, the rights of a baby. In other words, uh, that there be um, a crime against that unborn baby as well as well as against the um, adult uh, you know carrier of that baby in the car I think that was a great breakthrough obviously there were other things um, Neil that uh, seemed to be sort of a smaller change uh, uh, changing in uh, traffic light symbols that that uh, uh, that was an interesting resolution uh, let's just come back to the law about the unborn baby for a moment because that's yes. called Sophie's Law, isn't it? And I know that uh, that they uh, had a go with some something similar in New South Wales called Zoe's Law, but this yes. whole focus on uh, the value of children unborn, uh, that has lots of context and uh, a really important thing for a conservative government to be discussing. Look, absolutely. Um, you know, for, for some national context, uh, Fiona Patton from the Sex Party here uh, has stood up in Parliament in Victoria and said that the idea that an unborn baby has uh, human rights uh, is a very dangerous idea, or words to that effect, uh, because um, there's a reluctance to give uh, the fetus rights because of the wider impact that might have on um, the abortion issue. Um, and but nevertheless, uh, the, uh, a move by uh, Sarah uh, and Peter Milosevic to uh, have the life of their child validated uh, is a very important development because it does just that. It gives human rights to the unborn. Very important in all the debates that we're involved in. Dan, let's just stay with that LNP convention for a few moments because there were some controversial things that were discussed uh, I am aware that on the safe schools issue, there wasn't much real debate because the LNP leader, Tim Nichols, said that he would create a new 
anti-bullying program if he wins government. So uh, that sort of set something of a platform, I guess, uh, for the sorts of things that were coming out. But there were some other things that were quite controversial too, and uh, one of those, a, a hijab ban for young girls under 10. What were your thoughts on the way that motion was put and the, the reaction of the delegates? Look, I, I think that there's obviously concern about, um, uh, you know, Sharia law and, and perhaps the requirement of young children to wear a hijab. Um, and, you know, there's a concern that the LNP membership feel that this is a form of oppression uh, and, you know, which is imposed on children that young. They're not making a choice about it. Uh, and I, I think it uh, comes out of a concern that, uh, you know, young Muslim uh, girls are being oppressed in this way. Uh, and I think that's resulted in that ban. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I think it's something we all need to be aware of, uh, you know, whether uh, young girls in particular are being oppressed in that way. Uh, there was a second motion too that was brought about banning the burqa, but uh, as I understand it, it was decided that wasn't quite so urgent right now, so they sort of glossed over that a little. Well, I think it's a bit about uh, putting children first. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, far more um, defensible to um, be taking motions to protect children, um, and I think that this is exactly that, um, and this will no doubt uh, raise a national debate on the issue, uh, which it should. And, uh, you know, let, let's hope that uh, reason prevails. But, uh, you know, clearly the LNP and their membership don't want uh, young girls oppressed. Uh, and uh, th- this is really uh, something that appears to reflect that oppression uh, and that concern is being raised. Of course, always good to reflect on what is being discussed in these sorts of conventions, whether it's a conservative convention or whether it's a progressive convention, because there's a Labor Party, a similar sort of one coming up uh, not too far away, and they'll hold that one up in North Queensland. Uh, but uh, while we're on this issue of of uh, Islam banning burqas and uh, hijabs and such things, well, Sharia uh, is incompatible with the values of a liberal democracy. There was uh, there was some debate that was going on in that convention with regards to a resolution that was rejected on uh, foreign policy calling on the federal government to suspend immigration from nations that enforce Sharia doctrines of death for blasphemy, apostasy, homosexuality or adultery. Uh, were you following any of those sorts of uh, ideas? Look, I didn't follow it in the context of the LNP convention, Neil. Um, but suffice to say, you know, I think that uh, Christians across the country are all very concerned with what we see in the province of Aceh in Indonesia. Uh, young girls being uh, whipped uh, for merely being affectionate with their boyfriend. Um, gays being whipped. Um, you know, this is all um, this is all horrific stuff. And uh, uh, any move to declare Sharia is incompatible. Uh, with a liberal democracy, uh, those moves should be supported. Uh, There was another important statement made by the Attorney-General yesterday. Uh, The Turnbull government committed to a plebiscite on same-sex marriage. What's the latest that you understand about what the Attorney-General George Brandis has said? Well, uh, he's saying that this is a one-off, that this uh, this plebiscite will deal with the issue of marriage. Uh, We won't see that again on other policy issues. Uh, that's, that's quite a strong statement. It indicates that the coalition is not going to abandon its policy. 
uh, in the medium term uh, in relation to the plebiscite. It's to be hoped that they take that policy to the next election uh, should a plebiscite not happen uh, in this term of parliament. One of the reasons for this clearly, Neil, is that there was a news poll uh, delivered on the 9th of July and that news poll indicated that uh, 46% of Australians say that there should be a plebiscite in relation to the question of marriage, Uh, 39% saying politicians should decide 15% 15% uncommitted. So um, a strong margin favouring the plebiscite. Um, and those figures are up substantially from September of last year uh, when the result was reversed. 48% of people said politicians should decide. Only 39% said we should have a plebiscite. Those numbers have literally flipped. Uh, and I think the reason for that is um, a concern about the consequences of changing the definition of marriage a concern about the white ante of the plebiscite policy within the coalition. What do you think this is, Dan? Is this a trend? Is this something we're likely to see continue? The the rising call from Australians, and when there are these sorts of polls and there's trends in polls, are we likely to see that increase, do you think? Are more and more Aussies frustrated with the process and saying, let's have the plebiscite? Oh, absolutely. Uh, people are really waking up to the consequence of... Uh, gay marriage, where it's legalised uh, in London, uh, now on the um, urban railway network, uh, the announcements have uh, deliberately deleted reference to ladies and gentlemen uh, and just saying, you know, hello everyone uh, as they're, um, uh, you know, bowed to pressure to the LGBTI movement to uh, delete gender references. So that's the sort of thing that Australians expect to see uh, if gay marriage is passed in Australia. So there, more people are putting up their hand and saying, I'd like to say, uh, let me have my vote uh, in the polling booth. And in your neck of the woods, in Victoria, there are all sorts of moves towards the idea of euthanasia. Is there anything, the latest you can report for us? Uh, is there anything on the agenda this week we ought to know about? Uh, Look, there's been a a very useful intervention by St Vincent's uh, Health Australia. Uh, They are the largest palliative care provider in Victoria. Uh, Their CEO, Toby Hall, uh, has said that their facilities will not um, uh, work with the government if assisted suicide is legalised. They've made it clear that the priority is palliative care, uh, that Palliative care uh, is very much available in the CBD area of Melbourne, but it's anticipated that some, um, somewhere between 16 to 40% of Victorians don't have access to good palliative care. That ought to be properly funded. Palliative Care Victoria are saying that's a $65 million project and are calling on the government to uh, provide that sort of funding. Um, that's where the effort ought to be applied. And the idea of uh, a much cheaper version of assisted suicide tablets uh, is being uh, really shouted down by the medical community here in Victoria. And um, we've had a very, um, uh, this excellent intervention by St Vincent's Hospital, uh, which brings great credibility uh, to the debate opposing assisted suicide. Well, there will be certainly lots more to talk about when it comes to that issue of euthanasia and especially as things are unfolding in Victoria and uh, New South Wales be talking about that as well. But 
Uh, Dan Flynn, always great getting your insights into these agenda items. Uh, Dan Flynn, the Victoria State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.